This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. So hello and welcome. This is Ross Jones, Bold Business Bits podcast show. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Jeanette Town of Roots of Yggdrasil. Hi, Jeanette. Hi. Hi, Ross. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now tell us, I love the name of the business, Roots of Yggdrasil. Now tell me, where does that name come from? Simon uh, was looking around for a name because we are a community interest company and he wanted a name that reflected our ethos, uh, which is working in the community. And he thought grassroots, and guess what? That was already taken. So he thought, well, hang on a minute. We live in Scarborough. Scarborough's a Nordic town. We're in Yorkshire, which is a Jorvik. So he looked for what was the Nordic version of the Tree of Life, and it was Idrisil. So he thought, oh, we'll call it Idrisil. And then guess what? Idrisil actually is a, is a, apparently it's a theme park in Netherlands or somewhere abroad over there. So I thought, I'll call it Roots of Idrisil. So that's why it's called Roots of Idrisil. And it's where the Odin hanged himself for nine days to gain wisdom. And it's where the Norse gods used to meet under the tree of Idrisil to talk. And they all, they all talked on an equal basis. And he thought that that would be a really good metaphor for the company. Mm, I love that. Mm. That is really, that's really special. So I guess that's a good uh, conversation starter as well, often. It is. We were told once, don't call yourself Idrisil because nobody will ever remember you because they won't be able to, they won't be able to spell it. So they'll never find you. But we found quite the opposite. People love the name. Yeah. And they want the story and then, they, you know, it, it's an icebreaker. Yeah, absolutely. So tell the story, Jeanette, because we've known each other a few years now, but you haven't always been the um, Director of Health and Wellbeing at the Roots of Yggdrasil, have you? So no. how did you get to be there? Ah, oh, right. Well, I was a financial advisor for, well, I was in financial services for over 30 years, ended up being a director and shareholder of a company. Then I sold that and moved into self-employed with a company in Barnsley. And I was there for about seven years. My sort of patch was from Barnsley right down to Devon and up to the, up to the Midlands. And wow. I was spending 40 hours a week most of that in the car driving and I really just burnt out I, I started also I'm not I had depression I think it was sort of the onset of being tired it was the menopause it was just all the admin that's thrown at you through through the uh, financial services you know I'd be driving in the car and there would be people bombarding me with phone calls and I was just so tired I just, in my world just collapsed and I, I'm quite a placid person and I started snapping uh, the directors in particular of the company and they they didn't you know they, they were upset because it wasn't me and they said look we think there's something wrong with you you know you don't seem well will you go to the doctors and the doctor said you, you know you, you're, you're suffering from depression stress and anxiety you need to change your career otherwise you're gonna have a heart attack or a stroke wow they took me off the books for three months lifetime in Barnsley to give my time myself time to come round. and when I went back I hadn't realised how ill I'd been until I went back because as soon as I went back, it all came and hit me again. And I thought, no, I can't do this. I just, I just can't do this anymore. 
So I wondered about what we're going to do. And uh, I was going to do a networking company. And then Simon said, Mum, I'm setting up this company. It's a Vidrasil. We need you to come, al- come along and work with me. But you'll have to learn to be a personal trainer. Now, I was 56 years old. I've never been to a gym. Well, my idea of going to a gym was going into a swimming pool and sitting in the jacuzzi. I did go into the gym once, but it smelled and it was full of a machinery that I didn't like. And I thought, I'm not staying in here. So I've never been into a gym. And he said, it's dead easy. You'll be able to do this. Yeah, it was, it was easy for him. He's got a degree in ecology, so biology. I was a financial advisor. I had to learn about anatomy and physiology and how the central nervous system worked. I had to learn how gym equipment worked. Uh, but I did it. I persevered and I, I completed the course. So my remit then was, well, I will, but I do not want to work in the gym. I want to work with the people in the community and I want to work with people in, on a, basic, a face-to-face basis. And was that always the intention of Roots of Hill to work in the community? Yes, it was. We've, we've had to diverse a little bit now because of uh, funding, if you want to explain a bit later on. But the, the roots of Idrisil really was to take exercise into the community. And we, we, we thought we could blitz the whole country by running cheap exercise classes. And it was working to a point. And then, of course, the COVID pandemic hit us. And we just had to stop dead. But we were young enough, as not me personally, but the, the company was young enough to stop. And we didn't, we didn't qualify for any help from the government. But we could just we just stopped dead and thought, right, what can we do to make ourselves self-sufficient going forward when we're back out of the pandemic? So we spent the last year redeveloping the company. We would never have done that if we hadn't have had the pandemic. So it's been a bit of a blessing, really, for us personally. I know that sounds harsh, but it has. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, there's obviously been some some terrible loss out of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, lots of people have also found opportunities in there. Yeah. And so what's the what's been the opportunity for you, Janet? The opportunity has been for, for us as a company. We now have the company split in two parts. So I run the community side. So I still work in the community with people doing chair-based exercises. During the pandemic, I was running them online. Now we're going to do a hybrid of running them online through Zoom and face-to-face. And Simon is working with the corporate side. So we do correctional exercise workshops to help business to business improve their health and physical health and mental health of their staff. Basically, what we do is we teach them how to do a postural assessment. We watch that postural assessment and it tells you how the body is out of alignment and we can give them a a six-week exercise program. It's not a tick boxing exercise. It is a proper six-week exercise program of how they can basically put their body back to factory settings. Wow. wow. And is that, that's very interesting. Is that dependent on age? So if somebody's at 60 no, years, no. like hunched up? No, no. I mean, I can't do, I can't, personally, I've got two, I've got a knee, repla- two knee replacement, so I can't do the squats. But that's the only thing that I can't do. But no, you, you can do, even if you can just do a partial squat, we can tell from the way your arms go forward or whether your legs your feet splay out or whether your knees go out exactly what it is that's the matter with your your problem what how you're disaligned and we can realign it yeah and i think that sounds something really important um, now as people have adopted all these bad habits sitting in front of zoom all day long that's right you'll need to be corrected to factory settings i think we do but it's amazing as well our runners i think you run don't you Ros? I do, yeah. uh, because it, you can get into a repetitive cycle injury 
yeah. and we can help you out of that repetitive cycle injury. It's sort of like pre and post physio, really. So we, we work with runners and we've been working with golfers lately as well because they develop poor posture. So it's not just sitting down, it's whatever we do yeah. affects our posture. Yeah. Uh, and it is important. And it has a knock-on effect, doesn't it, on other body parts? That's the thing that's it quite does. Important. Having a, a back problem could actually be, be caused by having an ankle injury. Yeah. So it, and, and sort of the way you sit and your, your alignment of your head can cause your knee injury. You know, the body is such an amazing machine. Yeah. And we just take it so much for granted. But when you look at the mechanics of the body, it, it can be put back to, to factory settings, but it's, you've got to work on it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So, in your course, we had. The, it sounds like you had to learn. It was, sounds like a really intensive course. I, I guess firstly, you know, what made you agree to your son's offer, and how did the course, how did the study go? What did it take to get through that? Right. I agreed because I was naive and I thought it sounded <laughs> fun. <laughs> I thought oh, this sounds fun. I like. I like the concept of this. I like the idea of working in the community and helping people improve their health. As I say, I've got osteoarthritis, so it helps. And I know when I'm doing exercise, as opposed to when I'm sat down all day, how much difference it doesn't it makes in the pain threshold. So I thought, yeah, I could, could do that. So I thought, yeah, that sounds good, I'll do that. The course was really, really hard, for me anyway. I didn't understand a lot of the technology and because I couldn't put picture it, I struggled with some of the terminology. But fortunately, Simon was there and I could go to him and say, please, I don't understand this. Can you explain it? It was an online course and there were webinars and there were multiple choice questions. and There were sort of assignments that you had to complete. The hardest thing was having to complete assignments to teach somebody in a gym how to use gym equipment because I'd never been in a gym and didn't know how to use gym equipment. and didn't know what that particular piece of gym equipment did to the muscles in the body. And so we had to sort of practice it and practice it and practice it so that it could be videoed for the exam, which is probably sounds a bit like cheating. And I would never have agreed to do that if I'd have been going to work in a gym. But because it was just a means to an end, yeah. I thought I'm just, that's just an unimportant part of the, the course for me. The important part was learning, learning the muscles and how the bodies and the muscle worked, where they were, what they did, how they all interlinked with each other. So that when I'm watching people exercise, I can see if they're going to hurt themselves. Yeah. And because I do watch people's faces, you can sort of tell, oh, they're finding that a little bit difficult or they're breathing a little bit too hard and we can just stop and we yeah. just take a rest and we carry on again. Yeah, that's great. I, I remember working um, with a PT once and I refused to um, show any expression on my face. So he just assumed <laughs> it was all too easy. So he just kept making me do more and more and more. <laughs> I mean, so who's your who do you work with who, who's your target market if you like Jen? Who is it that you um, right in, in the corporate world we will work with anybody solicitors lawyers we work with they, they're sort of pretty good customers they understand the need for looking after their staff <laughs> we work with a, a if I could name drop we are actually working with a, a company in Scarborough called Happy Futures they're a care company and Obviously, if you imagine the care industry, they're lifting, they're bending over. So they're a really, they're a really good client base to work with. And Simon actually started the corporate side by working at Bobby Mines. Oh. Spent a whole weekend at Bobby Mines working with over 100 people doing postural assessments. And it occurred to him then, actually, he was onto something here. 
there's definitely a niche market here. We've decided that we are going to specialise in postural, in, in corrective exercise and postural assessments. And the money that that brings in, the profits that that makes, then helps me to go and spend. I can go and spend it in the in the, in the community. Nice. And I run chair based. They they're now chair based exercise classes. We did want to run classes with people specific injury illnesses such as COPD or obesity, so they could have support groups. But it's not worked out that way. It might in the future. You know, we're not close-minded. We'll change things. But we found that because we're working with disabled action groups and the elderly, that the chair-based exercises are the best ones. Yeah. And you can actually have a very good workout working on your chair. Before the COVID pandemic, I had a 98-year-old lady come to my class and she used to say, you work my, me from my fingers to my toes. Oh, wow. Uh, I thought it was a really sweet thing to say. Um, we do balance, include balance exercises and things just because if people can balance, they're less likely to fall. And it, it, it sort of has a, a knock-on effect to yeah. the NHS. So what's the, what's the feedback that you get? What's the impact of, of your work? The impact and the social impact is just absolutely amazing. One lady call, calls our Zoom class on a Friday, her Friday fix. We, we commissioned a social impact report last year just before the pandemic, because you have to have a social impact report because we're CIC. And I hadn't actually realised the impact that I was having on people. I was, to me, I was just running classes. But somebody came along and he was interviewing the people uh, while I was running the classes. And they were saying things like they were coming out of socialisation. It was sometimes it was the only thing that they did in the week. And it came along not just for the exercise, but for the social aspect of it. Mm. And they just all looked forward to it. And we, did, we interviewed some people from Scarborough DAG and they said exactly the same thing. It is just getting moving and having fun because that's what it's all about. We're not serious. We are a bit serious in case people don't want to hurt. I don't want them to hurt themselves. But the classes are not serious. It is about laughter. And if you can go out of that room smiling, I've done a good job. It's the corporate side that, again, that has been very positive because it's helping people. It's, it's people are not taking as much time off work through musculoskeletal injuries so that can only be a good thing because as you know probably yourself that people being off work is just the tip of the iceberg the, the cost to the company is just absolutely immense yeah and it can in some in small companies it can just throw the whole business plan out absolutely so it, it is a very it's we've got some very positive feedback what about the impact on, mel, uh, on mental illness it's great because we're laughing even when we're doing the workshops and the, when you see the squat analysis that they send into us on the videos so you can hear the laughter in the background because obviously somebody's filming them and there's just so much laughter and laughter as you know it improves people's mental health not being in pain improves people's mental health so it has a very positive impact on mental health yeah Fantastic. And what about, so, you know, you, you shared your, your story of um, depression when you're working in a huge geographical area in financial services. What, you know, would you think that um, this kind of activity would help somebody in your situation then? Yes, definitely. I mean, I didn't know anything about that sort of thing when I was in that position. And in fact, I was so busy working because I used to go for a swim once a week in the morning, very early in the morning. And I got so busy that I stopped doing that, which I didn't know at the time, but that was the worst thing you could do. Absolutely. And I wish I hadn't done that because, well, I don't wish I hadn't done that because 
my life might not be doing what it is doing now. I might still be in financial services and just trudging up and down the M1. So, yeah, I wish I'd have known more than I do now. Yeah. And we try to educate people. That's what we want to be an educational hub as much as anything. If you look on our website, we have an education page where you've got access to exercises that can help different conditions. And share your website so people can, can look you up. Yeah, again, it, it's www.rootsofidrasil.co.uk. And then if you do forward slash this education, we film every day during lockdown, we have filmed an exercise video and we've put it out on Facebook. Uh, to, just to prove that you don't need to go to a gym to exercise, you don't need equipment, and you can have as much fun at home. Well, we, if you've ever seen any of these videos, we just we laugh all the time. We, we bicker, we laugh, we squabble, but people join in with us because it's human. Yeah. But we film those videos, we put them on YouTube, and then we link them to the, to the website. So yeah. there's even, I think there might even be some full routines on the website as well that we've done. Nice. And what's it like working with your son then? It has its moments. <laughs> We're pretty good now. At the beginning, it was hard. At the beginning, I think if, if we'd have been married, we'd have been divorced. Yeah. It was particularly when I was struggling with the course and, and trying to grow the business at the same time, I found that really, really pressured. But we are pretty good now, which is, I think, partly to do with the fact that we split the company, that I'm in charge of one area and he's in charge of the other because we're both bloody-minded. And we'll come to it, you know, he wants to do one thing and I want to do another. We have to find a way to compromise. And if either of us can see that it's important enough to that other person, we do tend to back down with some proviso. <laughs> but we have, we do have, a, we've got three non-exec directors who we could always go to with a problem. But that's good as well because we don't want them to know that we've got a problem. So we usually resolve it before we get to that. Excellent. Yeah. And what about, what's the future for Roots of Do you have this big, hairy, audacious goal? Well, no. Well, yes and no. I want to take over the world in the communities and run affordable exercise classes up and down the country. I still would like to do that. I would also like to, this is just my baby, because I'm doing Zoom exercise classes, I would love to do them with people across the world. Now, we do know people in Canada. and In fact, one guy in Canada tried to get us into a nursing home in Canada to run classes, but they are unionised over there, and so they didn't want to use us, which is a shame because we didn't want to make any – we wouldn't have charged any money for it. It was just to, to run classes. And I would love to have an international class where there's people across the country or even across this country or across the world getting together, having a laugh, having some exercise and just having a bit, just having fun. That's all, that's all it is about. The corporate side, we're going to probably sooner, sooner rather than later need to take on some salespeople to sell the, the corrective exercise program. Mm. We're putting together a five-step process, sales process that they will follow. We're, we're getting that ready to launch. And we've just received a grant to do some marketing so that's almost ready. We, we think that we'll probably have to take on staff in the sales, te a sales team before we do anything else. Yeah. And then we'll start to grow from this. Never having run a business from the ground up before, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work. We, we've got a vision. We have access to something called Thinktific, which is an online course platform for courses and we've got a nutrition course out there that we sell for 70 pounds it's 
It's a multiple choice questions. There's everything you need to know about nutrition from how to read a food label on the go to what is the best method of cooking food. There's there's a multiple choice questions and there's puzzles and there's quizzes and all sorts of things. And we're going to develop courses on there as well, a corrective exercise course. Believe it or not, we're going to do a course on networking because that's something that Simon's taken off as a hobby. And he'd be quite, quite become quite good at that. So he's thinking about building a course on networking as well. We want to become an educational hub. We want people to, oh, how do you do that? Oh, I know. Let's go to Nooks of Idris and have a look at their website. So, yeah. So what's your space for what happens next? The space, I think within the next 18 months, we're going to have sales staff, if, if as, as long as that. Possibly, le- possibly less time than that. I don't know how it's going to work with the co- with the community side because that really does depend on the pandemic. You know, if we have any more hiccups, I can't do any more exercise classes that I'm going to be doing when it, when we're up and running next week fully. So we're going to have to sit and decide whether we're going to take somebody else on to run ex- to run the exercise classes and and then gently, organically grow those. Yeah, but uh, that depends on the pandemic quite heavily yeah and people's perception of how safe it is to come back out into the community yeah well thank you for zoom hey so we can carry on working absolutely i mean zoom who would have thought you know who would have thought you'd be having meetings over zoom well really an exercise class on zoom yeah and it it was a bit that was really nerve-wracking at the beginning but i mean bearing in mind that the people that i'm running zoom classes with are all in their 80s yeah the challenge to actually get them onto Zoom in the first place was quite daunting, especially from one technophobe to another. <laughs> and, uh, but it's worked, and it's working really, really well. So it can be done. We've proven that it can be done. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeanette. Thank you. That's great. I love the story. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing seeing you um, your global vision. Coming oh, to yes. Vision. Yeah, we're going to be ruling the world soon, you know. Yeah. Two yeah. years, and we're ruling the world. Yeah, I can see it already. <laughs> I can. You guys, take care. In our conversation, Jeanette talked about the story of when she worked so hard for a financial services business that she even gave up the only exercise she did each week in order to be able to pack more work in and the detrimental impact that had on her health. She burnt out depressed, stressed, had to give up her job. And it reminded me, and the whole story of uh, Roots of Yggdrasil and what they stand for just reminded me of our five principles of business wellbeing. At the Business Wellbeing Club, we have come up with five principles of business wellbeing that actually could transform your business. And it was so good to hear how Jeanette's business already encompasses these. They already embrace these five principles. So I thought I'd run through them again. We're all familiar with the concept of well-being and how it relates to us as individuals. But what about business well-being? What does business well-being mean to you as a person in business? For me, business well-being is a measure of how well our business is balanced. It can be tempting to throw ourselves and our people into activity that's designed solely to grow the profits of a business. We know that profits are important for business, but if financial growth is all we focus on, rather than the whole well-being of the business, the business and its people will soon be out of balance, leading to stress, exhaustion and burnout, people off sick, failure to deliver consistently to our customers and a drastic drop in sales. 
There are five principles of business wellbeing, which, if you apply them in equal measures, can drastically transform you and your business. So in summary, the five principles are build relationships, personal health and wellbeing, learn and grow, abundance and having fun. And it was just so refreshing and lovely to hear that Jeanette and her son have absolutely embraced all of these five principles into the business. So the five principles of business wellbeing. Number one, build relationships. Strong relationships are critical in business. We all know this. Business can be lonely. Strong relationships help to build a sense of belonging, which is so important for us. They provide opportunities for collaboration. They can lead to business referrals. And our relationships offer practical and emotional support and allow us to do the same in return. Principle number two is taking responsibility for our personal health and well-being. So the health of a business is not just determined by the financial figures. To be able to continue growing our business and delivering our product or service, we need to take care of ourselves too, in respect of our personal, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health. Otherwise, we burn out and cease to be able to function at optimum levels. And we also need to be able to offer this flexibility for our people to take responsibility for their personal health and well-being too. And I love it how the, what they do at the Roots of Idrisil is an opportunity for taking responsibility for personal health and well-being through the chair exercises and also the postural correction. But we can exercise daily, drinking more water, getting creative and being still, taking some time to be still through mindfulness or meditation. All of these are about helping our personal health and well-being. Principle number three is learn and grow. So business is like a tree. If it's not growing, it's dying. To grow our business, we need to grow first as individuals. And the easiest way to grow is to learn new ways of thinking and doing and to implement that. And that's what Jeanette did. She absolutely took a completely new direction and learned and trained to be a personal trainer. But you can read or listen to more books at Stretch Your Thinking, take part in online learning events, and remember to implement what you learn, of course. Plan the implementation of your growth and celebrate and share your successes. Number four is all about abundance. We give to others and are grateful for everything we receive. This improves our mental well-being and is sure to, uh, to create a reciprocal effect. So remember to take some time and be grateful and say thank you. Give generously and know that there's more than enough for everyone. And the whole thing about the roots of Idrisil is that they... If you like, they take from the corporates and use that profit to give to the community. And I just think that's a wonderful, amazing model. And number five is have fun every day. We know that what's fun gets done. If you're not enjoying it, it's not for you. So move on. Smile more, be playful and love what you do. And I know that the roots of Idrisil is all about laughing and having some great fun. So I just love that model. And I hope you, that you've enjoyed our conversation today. If you want to know more about business wellbeing, then please go to businesswellbeing.club. That's our website. And if you want to know more about the roots of Idrisil, Jeanette gave the website. But just to remind you, the spelling of Idrisil is Y-G-G-D for dog, R-A-S-I-L. So roots of Idrisil. And this has been Ros Jones. Please subscribe to our show and I really look forward to having you on here for our next show. Bye for now. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.